This is Donald P. Belisario, and you are listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. You are listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. This is episode 102, Reboot Production Updates. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher DeFilippis. I'm Alison Pregler. And I'm Matt Dale. And this is Special News Flash Quantum Leap Edition. Uh, that's what Matt wrote on the rundown anyway. But <laughs> Were you actually tapping your desk there, Chris? I was. I was doing DVDs and tapping my desk. And I mean, hey, we have to. It, it's, this is like a theater of the mind. That's my Foley work. Everybody this is going is to over from your reporting days. <laughs> I guess so. If I had like the, the sound of like the old uh, wire copy machine that. But uh, Chris, maybe I'll find that and drop it in. Tell me you used to wear a hat with one of those little cards in the in the rim saying press, please. Even I'm not old enough to have owned a fedora at any point in my life. Although it would probably be pretty cool. I guess yeah. press passes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's 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 long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And we're not talking about me. We're talking about Quantum Leap, the reboot. We have so much news oh since the last God, time we so had geez. one of these. It's crazy, is it not? not how fast yeah, and furious well, we, it came we were talking about it when uh when raymond lee was cast we were like yeah maybe we should record something but we're like well it's just one person i don't know if we'll have much to say and then poosh, all the news <laughs> right and, i mean we, we were summarizing earlier on what we had to talk about today and i i missed raymond lee off the rundown because i was like surely we've talked about raymond already but no yeah <laughs> there's that's... literally been so much going on amazing yeah, it, it's been a heck of a week um, for anyone mm. watching this. And if you haven't seen our Facebook page or Matt's website, uh, we're here to bring you all the latest. Um, of course, the main thing that you can glean from this is that the main cast has been uh, chosen and confirmed. And we have our new Leaper. His name is Raymond Lee. Raymond is going to play Ben. So they, they changed Ben's name, though, right? To, um, to, to jive with Raymond's ethnicity, I guess. He's yeah, spent, I, I think Pr- Prasad probably isn't. We just wouldn't have the right sound for his look. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they they were casting for two possible different ethnicities, um, and that always read a bit odd to me. Of uh, AAPI or Mina descent, like, well, you seem to be leaning one direction with Prasad, right? Yeah, and they obviously went <laughs> they went the other way. So. Yeah. So, what's Ben's new last name? Is it is it Singh? Sung? I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. 
I didn't want to try and pronounce it and make a fool of myself. <laughs> so okay. thank you. How is it spelled? I'll look it up. <laughs> it's Seong, but I'm, I'm assuming that's either like song S-E-O-N-G? or saying. S-E-O-N-G? Yeah, but I bet one of those letters is silent. We're so ignorant. I know. It's we're so- going to look it up. You said you're not going to edit this, so we're just going to sound like <laughs> dum-dums. We are dum-dums. We're going to look it up, though, because we want to make sure that we're doing this right. How to pronounce this. Okay, what does it say? Hello, dum-dums. I've been far too busy just stalking everyone on Instagram to actually do this kind of research. Uh, oh. According to this thing, it's Siong. It Siong. is Siong, what you pronounce so both words. Right. Okay. All right. So. It's um, a Korean name. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Raymond Lee is South Korean, I believe. I know he's Korean, but yeah. So there we have it. We have our leaper and uh, handsome devil to boot, I might add. Mm-hmm. I feel oh, like good looking always, guy. Important. <laughs> always like important. Instantly like this new leaper. I, I don't yeah. know why. It's just he's got that kind of. Face. I, I googled him when we uh, when he was announced, and there were lots of shirtless pics. So, good news for people <laughs> news, who want ladies. fan service. <laughs> people saying that it's not the same without Scott involved, but clearly they've, they've done their research. They found the most important thing about Scott: a guy willing to take his top off. The thing is, yes, he looks good topless. I hope that he can sing and dance too, because we need some singing and dancing in this show. I, I this saw some like singing. We needs it. I saw some singing on his Instagram. Was it on his Instagram? Yeah, I think it was on his Instagram, but it was de- definitely on on something social. Uh, well, heck yeah. I, I have to say that I yeah, hope that yeah, yeah. the show lasts long enough where we get to episodes where we can just let our hair down and sing and dance a little bit and yeah. uh, maybe not be so focused on a serialized drama week after week after week. So, But yeah, it's uh, definitely welcome news that we have our leaper. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to gloat, gloat. <clears throat> uh, when we fan casted, do you guys remember <laughs> who I picked from Magic? Did I say... <laughs> I think Ernie Hudson would be good in that role. And you <sighs> called it, dude. <laughs> wow. You called it. I saw that and I was like, holy shit. How <laughs> did you do that, Chris? I don't know. Lucky guess. Uh, none of my other picks came to fruition. So um, it was such a good us. choice. Like I was yeah. like, that would be great, but I don't think it'll happen. And then it happened. I think the casting yeah. director was listening to us and said, "You know yeah. what? <laughs> that Chris guy has—he's onto something." They're always listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> but that, to me, it was the the biggest news. Not just because I called it, but Ernie Hudson is really the only person in this new cast, aside from one other, that I know their stuff mm-hmm. and ernie hudson of course is legendary i mean yeah ghostbusters and oz are the two that stick out to me but he's been in a million things so he's obviously Absolutely. he's got that he's great he's got that kind of dean stockwell cachet where every everyone else in the cast is new or newish um he's he's been around for years he's been in everything um I'm sure at the time, if people had been following the pre-production of the original Quantum Leap, everyone would have been saying, oh, Dean Stockwell would be great, but we'd never get him. Um, I think even Don Belisario was like, we won't get him. (laughs) He was just nominated (laughs) for an Oscar at the time. (laughs) We want a Dean Stockwell type. And they were obviously looking for an Ernie Hudson type here. And who's more like Ernie Hudson than Ernie Hudson? (laughs) Well, I mean, that that was a a good attaboy for me. I patted myself Mm -hmm. on the back a little bit. But um, 
really the, the main takeaway that I got is that once they cast Ernie, they had some uh, articles in the trades and they expl- they they expanded on his character a little bit. We all knew that he was going to play Magic and uh, Magic is an ex-Leapy, but they're also now saying in the casting announcements that uh, Magic is the head of the project and he's the one that sort of uh, is the liaison between the project and mm. the government. So he's playing much more of an Al type role in that respect. Because that was half of Al's job, at least early in the series. Um, we even saw episodes with him dealing with the committee. So I In think this that, version of Quantum yeah. Leap, they don't make uh, Al do everything. They kind of delegate <laughs> things to people. Right. So. There's an actual staff. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? You'd right? need staff yeah, for think, this kind of thing. <laughs> I think a lot of people thought um, reading that, because he was the second one announced after mm. uh, Raymond Lee, that he was going to be the hologram, because I yeah. guess that's what you would think, like it seems like the owl role, but um, that sort of expanded into several different roles. Yeah, and I had, and I had go ahead. A couple, of the, uh, a couple of the articles did uh, take, take that and run with it. I've definitely read a couple of, not the mainstream ones, not like Deadline and Variety, but there were a couple of semi-mainstream ones. Uh, that did specifically say he's playing the hologram, which is is wrong, but probably they'd read those articles and come to those decisions and then, uh, yeah, just just run with that. Yeah. I mean, I think he would have been a great hologram. That's yeah. not what they're doing, but it would yeah. have been cool. And who's to say that he won't be a hologram at some point during the series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could happen to Gushy. It could happen to uh, Magic. Why not? Uh-huh. Maybe so. he'll be a little better at it than Gushy. <laughs> I think anybody would be a little bit better at it than Gushy. <laughs> like, maybe when he sees someone at the project, that, like someone that uh, Ben's leaped into, it's not going to be like, oh, Dr. Seong? Oh, Dr. Seong, <laughs> it's you, right? <laughs> I think that uh, if anybody could do it, aside from the designated hologram, it would be Magic, because Magic has been through Ziggy's gears at least twice on the leap in and the leap mm-hmm. out. So... Um, he's somehow meshed in the computer's memory banks, I have to think. Uh, fan theory there. But hey, mm. I hope they run with some of that stuff in the show because it's such an interesting aspect for them to bring up. It would be a crime if they didn't explore what it means to be a former Leaper and how mm. it might connect him to the project in ways that nobody anticipated. So, yeah, I'm really excited if you guys can't tell. Yeah. So maybe yeah, let's – let, let's focus. Let's focus. Um, <laughs> we also have our um, three remaining cast members uh, based on the character sheet. The first one is Mason Alexander Park. Uh, Mason, as far as I know, um, not as far as I know, I saw Mason in Cowboy Bebop, the live action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, and uh, they were hands down one of the best parts of cool. the entire Good. series. Uh, yeah, um, they, they were amazing in it. And um, Mason is playing Ian Wright, who is the programmer for the project. And this was the character that um, has driven some controversy because they're introducing a, nine, a non-binary character into uh into the show and ian is of course non um ian listen to me mason is uh non-binary in real life so i think it's great that they chose someone who whose work that i knew this was the biggest excitement for me other than her ernie hudson because i was just like who is this person in cowboy bebop how come i haven't seen them before and the second that i put two and two together i was like (laughs) this is great (laughs) that fills me with hope that's good 
So, um, Matt, you had kind of an exclusive <laughs> with that, didn't you? I mean, you, you yeah. kind of called it like I called Ernie, but uh, why don't you care to elaborate? Yeah, that that was um, yeah an accidental exclusive. Um, so, yeah, for for weeks now, I have been stalking uh, all of the the producers on Instagram and Twitter to see if they started following somebody. Um, that may be an actor, and particularly if they started following anyone that was a, a an older male person of colour or a younger non-binary actor, because <laughs> they were the ones that might jump out. And I thought it will never happen. But then, yeah, about three hours before uh, Deadline had their article, I noticed that Raymond Lee had started following Mason Alexander Park. So... Uh, I think that too much of a coincidence. And um, <laughs> I, I was speaking to um, the, the guys over at Fates Wide Wheel are, um, well, at least one of them's an actor. And uh, you know, we were talking about the fact that when you get into uh, you get into acting and you get you get a new job, one of the first things you do is kind of seek out your castmates on social and connect with them that way. And that's obviously what what Raymond had been doing. And uh, yeah, so so Raymond accidentally leaked it, but probably not knowing that I would be going to stalk a level obsessiveness over this. Um, <laughs> I'm still doing it as well. I still keep checking, and I've got a, a couple of possible exclusives coming up later in the show as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I sort of I called it, but also thinking, it can't be this easy, surely. <laughs> <laughs> you just like Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah. You just feel like a great detective, like, ooh, I know yes. what's going on here. British yeah, Instagram follows or uh, or unfollows is how you tell um, if there's drama going on behind the scenes of a show, too. It's like, so-and-so unfollowed so-and-so. What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's the dish scoop. What? <gasps> okay. <laughs> and That's really cool. It's really cool you're able to figure that out. There's lots of stuff that, like, you've been digging up and then we've seen announced later on. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I just want to say that I think that Mason, the choice of, of Mason, I'm having a hard time reconciling the way that they wrote down Ian uh, as a character, um, saying that um, they are more comfortable with computer programming than with interacting with real people in real life. And if you look at um, Mason's character on Cowboy Bebop, they are so badass and so charismatic. <laughs> in every scene they're in, they steal it. I think this might be a case where they have an actor who can transcend that 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 silly one yes. line and maybe give uh, them a lot more to do. Anyway, I hope that's how it happens here. I hope it's not just some ancillary dork that they go to every once in a while for comedy relief because um, I, I think that they have the making of um, some pretty good stuff here. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Again, I have to breathe. So Speaking of Insta, can you just do your beep, beep, beep noise? Because listener Dermot Devlin has just sent me a message uh, alerting me to um, Brian Wimbrandt's Instagram. Again, it's all happening on Instagram. Uh, he's posted like a five-second video uh, of the filming from today. We can't see much going on, except there's something going on in... I don't know. It looks like some kind of open-plan suburban place kitchen slash living area oh it's 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 so dull what what's happening are like, they oh, drinking so v8 does this confirm <laughs> that's what scene v8 h or whatever means 
Um, I can't see that. I can see that the uh, the boom operator is someone called Chris. Good name. Good name, that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'll be posting that before this goes out. <laughs> well, there we go. So uh, you heard it here first, probably, we think. And, Maybe. Uh, Allison's making a V8 joke because there was some kind of, what was there? Some kind of letter number code attached to the scene. Yeah. And you guys so we, were going back and forth on, on the messenger. So we're trying yeah, to work out. A- yesterday there was a clapperboard posted that appeared to be showing scene eight being shot, which from what I know of scene eight made sense. Today they're shooting scene V8F. V8F or V8H? Either way, we've got no idea what that means. <laughs> It, How it do you know what's happening in what scene, I think Matt? Matt just might have let something out of the bag. Hmm. Oh, we'll come back to that later, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, let's let's continue with the main cast. Yes, uh, the, the two left, uh, Narissa Lee as Jen. Mm. Jen is the head of security on the project. Mm-hmm. The I think Narissa has, has kind of a badass look, so um, mm. I think that she'll be able to pull off maybe the heavier aspects of that role. Yeah. And I don't know her for anything else, though. So uh, do you guys have any familiarity with her? Not at all. So I have a familiarity with no one but Ernie Hudson. <laughs> yeah, but same. the thing is, I'm really glad that I don't. Like, I'm glad it's people that I don't know or are otherwise kind of unknowns because you get to discover them. I, I don't really, I didn't really want it to be a lot of like stunt casting of bigger names. Like, uh, I don't know. I just, I like that it's people that you get to kind of discover as you go along. Mm. Yeah, and um, I, I think that that you're right. Without that baggage the show has much more of a chance of succeeding on its own terms. Um, think about maybe say like um, Next Gen, you didn't really know anybody in that cast. They were all accomplished actors to one degree or another, but none of them were house, maybe, maybe LeVar Burton, I, 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 you know, Kunta Kinte. But other than that, nobody knew who they were and now they're, you know, synonymous with those roles. So that gives me hope. Um, and they have someone that is, uh, that they labeled as a newcomer to, um, to round out the cast playing Addison is Caitlin Bassett. Addison is the hologram. Yeah. Big role for someone that has, uh, no real TV history. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think is that she went to that audition and crushed. Yeah. Good yeah. for her. So, yeah, so yeah, looking, I'm excited to see to what this. she's like because we got like nothing on her. Nothing. <sighs> nothing. Nothing. She didn't even have an Instagram. That was like a tag on one of them. It's like, Caitlin needs an Insta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh. just, you know, I'm just going to say if she's listening, and I know she is. No, you don't. You don't need an Insta. <laughs> <laughs> That'll ruin everything. Jumping down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Get on Insta. But if- if you get an Insta, it's one more place for me to stalk and see if <laughs> see if you like accidentally reveal a fellow cast member's name. Please get an Insta, Caitlin. It's so useful for me. Yeah, so I, isn't I, it kind of isn't it kind of interesting? The hologram this time around is an unknown. When yeah. in the original show, the hologram was the the seasoned actor everyone knew. Yeah, it is uh, pretty cool, and um, I am gonna maybe broaden out a little bit here. Uh, this casting news, as we said, has come out over the last week. And um, specifically, I think everything was in place as we're recording this. It's Sunday. Um, everything was in place by Wednesday. And I had had like a really stressful week at work. I hadn't been sleeping. And um, we 
got the confirmation of the last three characters, Mason, Nerissa, mm-hmm. and um, and Caitlin. And shortly thereafter, one of our uh, Patreon patrons, uh, Morgan, who does who made the handling, um, he just sent a mock up of the new cast lined up with the quantum leap font um, above them. <laughs> and I, I, I was so overwhelmed that I, I almost couldn't breathe and I was tearing up. Like that's how overjoyed I was. It just, it yeah. just hit me right in the feels. And I'm like sitting, cause I work in the same room with, uh, with a practitioner and I'm just like looking at my computer, looking down and saying, don't look up, don't look up. And then, <laughs> and then the trailer for strange new worlds came out. And I was watching that just openly bawling. Just like, I, can't, I was so overwhelmed with fan joy on Wednesday. So thank you one and all to this main cast. Just the sight of you all together has given me such hope as a fan and such joy already. I don't even care if I see the show anymore. I'm just this happy. So I might gush a little bit. Just call me Will Wheaton. I don't know. <laughs> it's great that you're so passionate about it. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like a, a catharsis and um, a happy catharsis. So, so yeah, I, I am so stoked. I am so psyched. And um, Matt, you are just in it all the time since you 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 brought up um since you put up your website. Uh, why don't you tell everybody, remind everybody uh, where they can go to find all of this latest information? So they can find it all uh, at quantumleapinfo.net. And uh, I'm trying to keep that uh, place free of rumors and speculation. I've, I've Today I did sort of go a bit borderline into rumor, uh, which we'll come back to in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, generally no rumors or speculation and no spoilers, just... Uh, pulling all this stuff together but now there is so much stuff happening that it's actually getting quite a lot of meat uh when i when i launched it a few weeks back half of it was photos of the empty studio uh, yeah. but <laughs> there's, there's actually stuff happening now it's amazing yeah there's and, photos uh, of the, the actual studio we we had alluded to the fact that uh, maybe you would come up with an insta scoop on um, another cast member we care to elaborate on that yeah so um uh, one of the producers, I want to say, uh, Martin. Uh, yeah, the the um, uh, the clapperboard that was posted yesterday uh, tagged a whole load of uh, actors and producers, including Jewel State, who has not been linked to this project so far. Now, Jewel's Instagram this weekend says she's at home because I'm stalking everyone, of course. <laughs> so uh, Jewel State does seem to be at home at the moment, but uh, she has also been tagged. So she seems like quite a big name to be a one-off character, and we know the recurring character of Janice has yet to be announced. So possibly... Can you refresh your memory a... what, what Janice's role is uh, supposed so... to be? So Janice, we don't, we don't officially know very much. What, what have we got here? A mysterious woman who was working with Ben in the present before his leap through time, whose true motives remain unknown. The role is described as a recurring guest spot casting a white woman in her forties. Uh, hmm. Jewel is a little bit young for that, but only a couple of years. She, I mean, it's definitely plausible. If, if other- I had to guess, I would guess she's the guest star for yeah. this episode. So I could be wrong. You've People listening the, in the future will know. <laughs> so you've got the recurring role of Janice, um, and then you've got also Naomi, who is just a one-episode um, appearance because 
she's the one that she is uh, a wife attempting to ask her husband for a divorce and the husband is the leapy um but i've been doing some more poking around and this one is a bit more of a stretch uh there's an actress called eve c lindley who's who's recently been followed by a couple of the cast and producers so i'm wondering if eve lindley is naomi but like you say alison listeners of the future will listen back and laugh but for <laughs> now, for now, I'm Lindley. going with. I'm going to look this out. Jewel State as Janice and Eve C. Lindley as Naomi. Well, I certainly know Jewel's work from Firefly. And <laughs> I probably, yeah, seen her in a couple other things. Well, maybe not everyone. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know Jewel State, she played Kaylee, which was uh, one of the characters in Firefly, and she was terrific in it. And she's just yeah. delightful. So, I, th- yes. I think that um, she's got a lot of geek cred. A lot of genre cred. So she's a real fan favorite. And if she is going to be Naomi, I think it's going to be nice to see her maybe in a more nefarious role. Because did we not all say that Naomi should be played by Renee Coleman? (laughs) 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 A.K.A. the evil leaper. Um, Yeah. I wonder if, if, if those fan theories pan out, we might get to yes. see a different side of Jewel. Anyway, I've never seen her uh, play the heavy or someone someone bad. Hmm. I, but again, I only know her from Firefly. Yeah. So here's something kind of interesting. I'm looking up Evelyn Lee. I'm not familiar with her. Yeah, um, she's actually a trans actress. Oh, okay. It's kind of interesting that they've uh, also hired a, a trans actress. Can you put her, can, can you pop her picture onto the Discord? Uh, I will so keep in mind, Jewel to... State has actually been tagged in a clapperboard image, so I think that's pretty much a given. Eve Lindley, I'm just basing this on the fact that uh, she's being followed by uh, Martin Garrow and Mason Park, so that that is a stretch. Yeah. But that's basically how I figured out um, Mason in the first place, so I don't know. I see. I'll link to her Instagram there. Yeah, Eve seems like she's been pretty active over the last uh, four or five years, so. Yeah. She's got a good track record. Yeah. Huh. All right, well, it remains to be seen. Pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, deduction, you sleuth you. Instagram got everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It got everything. (laughs) Up until a few months back, I had a dormant Instagram account, and I never even went onto it. But what a waste of time Instagram is. Well. Who was wrong about that, Dale? (laughs) (laughs) The other big news, I think, for this week is that uh, filming has officially begun. They have Mm -hmm. uh, started, as you indicated, with the the shot of the kitchen. I'm going to guess that that has to be the the leap location where the wife is trying to divorce the husband or not divorce the husband or whatever the domestic dispute is. It's, it's, it's a very quantum leapy kind of setting, just a typical suburban American household. Well, apparently it, I liked, I love the, or the borderline ugly curtains that they showed. That's really all you could see. Well, but, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yesterday's photos showed the ugly curtains. That's got to be eighties today. And I, I've got, it, it's wonderful. There's so many people involved in the making of this episode because I've also got my good friend Kevin West uh, messaging me his theories at the same time. And he, he's made the very valid point that today's filming doesn't... The, the scene doesn't look particularly 80s. It does look a little bit more modern. So <laughs> we're wondering if the, this might be present-day stuff. Or the present stuff day- from today was also tagged Ernie Hudson, right? 
Wasn't there like yes, a clapper so, board from today? It just tagged Ernie Hudson. That was so the one t- with the V8 on it. Yeah. So today Mason um, posted the clapper board and just tagged Ernie. And then, yeah, Brian's posted the video of some filming of a, yeah, um, i got to say, I think Kevin's right. The, the, because if it's a, a scene with Ernie Hudson, it would definitely be modern yes, day. Yes, it would have to be. But it, all right, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, so see, th- see, this is the kind of rabbit hole that we can go down, folks. And I, I promise <laughs> you, I'm going to try to maybe steer us into more broader topics because, yeah, this minutiae is just like, oh, wow. This is just <laughs> my just go, go to hey, Quantum Leap cool info. Thing. Here's a cool thing from there. the Clapper boards. They got a new logo, guys. <laughs> new logo. <laughs> and it's new beautiful. Logo. Oh, it's beautiful. Ooh, I you love can go it. to I love it. our uh, website to see the new logo because Allison made a beautiful header image that I used uh, to to put at the head of this oh, episode. Oh, did you put it up there? I put it up. Well, yep, it's it's there. I said I was right there. Was low hanging fruit. Allison Pregler creation. Pew! She put some lightning effects behind it. It looked badass. <laughs> So, man, I love this new logo. I love it because the text is like the font is slightly updated, but they got the little bit of like 80s lightning blue in there. So it's, it definitely yeah. feels like hearkening back to that. And woo, good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the that color made me scheme, excited. the color scheme harkens back, but I think um, we do not have this distinctive quantum leap font. It's going to have to grow on me a little bit. I don't know. It just looks a little too generic. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that, honestly, sorry. that made me excited. I was, like, up, it's I was like... picking up one of my novels and looking at the font and just how beautiful the Quantum Leap font is. Oh yeah, the Quantum Leap font is great. Yeah, uh, I think there like it's just it's cool that they got their own thing going on, and it does feel like it's it's still got that feel of Quantum Leap to it. It's yeah. not just like solid silver sci-fi slick. You know, like it it mm. does still feel like Quantum Leap to me, just a yeah. different iteration. Yeah, and I guess that's what they're going for. So they knocked it out of the park as far as you're concerned, I guess. Yeah, right. I thought it was great. And if you guys see the header and you think it looks bad, look, I had to cut out that text from a clapperboard image you <laughs> on did, an I, Instagram. <laughs> you did such a good job. When you sent that over, I honestly thought you'd already found the typeface and then had done the, the just added the background uh, oh, colors to it. it. It was well cut out. That's giving me more credit than I deserve, thinking I could figure out the font or put on the little <laughs> lightning and stuff on it. But. <laughs> I was like, well, the the, the amazing uh, font guy, Barry Donovan, uh, who we've spoken about before, has figured out what the actual typeface is. Oh, man. So, um, so what is it? it? Oh, don't ask me. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> you, why did you bring it up? <laughs> because I just wanted to point out that Alison had done such a good job with the cutting out. Um, <laughs> But we we now we now don't have to. Um, although if we were going to remake it, we'd have to add the stuff into the background. Yeah, the thing um, is, like having like the lightning and the blue. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, feasible yeah. It's, to it's do, all... but it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I think your 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 way was probably better, and we'll get a, a better outcome. Uh, it's Posterama two thousand and one W zero four black. Whoa, yeah. Posterama. <laughs> Should Love give it. it like some some nickname, you know, like the the quantum leap. The old school font is Swiss cheese. Like yeah, the the updated old school font is string theory. Yeah, string theory, string cheese theory. <laughs> string cheese. Mm, yeah, so this will be string cheese, string cheese theory. <laughs> Everything's got to be cheese related. <laughs> oh boy. Well. um we 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 are dancing around kind of a del- delicate subject because Matt knows, mean, uh, Matt knows a lot about the production <laughs> from his detective work, but 
uh, he he's also let on that uh, Matt. I, I'm just going to let you take it from here. Uh, and the thing is, I'm just discovering through talking about this episode how difficult it is to dance this line because yeah, um, yeah. I I've read the script. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> what? Uh, Let's, Aren't and, and you afraid this, that the quantum leap police are going to come and take you away? <laughs> I'd love Time it if they police. would. Answer the door. <laughs> but where, as long as they take me to Canada, um, to Vancouver, I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, oh, where the where there's no police? No, where they're filming Quantum Leap. <laughs> where there's no police, they're going to get you for this. Yeah. <laughs> you hear there's a chopper circling above Matt's house now. It's Don Don, Don Belisario, and he's got a bullhorn. <laughs> Matthew Dale. <laughs> I'm out of the house. Matthew Dale! <laughs> it's Matthew Dale! <laughs> oh, could you sign this You're for me script. first, please, Mr. Belisario? <laughs> I'll, I'll come quietly if you sign all my books. Um, Dude, no, this so, is great. Yeah. I'm glad so, the moment you said you have the script, Chris and I are like, don't tell us anything! Yeah. So, <laughs> we so don't want to know! This, this, is so, a, this, this has to be a spoiler-free zone. Um, we, we probably would have done that anyway, but for, for Chris and Allison's sake, uh, yeah. We, yeah, it will remain spoiler-free. But it does mean when, as soon as we start speculating, I just have to go quiet because some of the mm. stuff we've talked about, I know whether it's right or wrong. Um, yeah. But well, we'll, I mean, we'll stick clear of that. It's fine. When it comes out, absolutely. I want to be all over that script. My eyeballs yeah. are going to be just scanning that script. But, uh, but no, we don't, we don't want to know what all happens. But yeah. I think it's encouraging that you think it's great. I think it doesn't it's doesn't stink on ice. No, yes. it's, it, it's got um, all the right kind of the, the, the feel of the original series and it hits all the right emotional notes, uh, but it's totally modern. It is completely... Star Trek The Next Generation compared to the original series of Star Trek. You can tell it's been off the air for years. You can tell, you know, it's it's a whole different setup now with an ensemble rather than just two people. But the whole emotional resonance is is still there. It's still it's the exact same show, but completely different. Um, it, it balances it really well. So, and yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. And it's just good drama anyway, even if they... they didn't call it Quantum Leap and they did something else. They, they called it something else and they stripped out all the QL elements. I think this is still something that would go to series and do very nicely for itself. Well, I'm going to assure all of our listeners that that is the most detail that you will ever hear on this mm -hmm. podcast um, up until the episode premieres, up until the pilot is actually on air and we're reviewing it. We are going to be steadfastly spoiler free. And Matt, yeah. I know that kind of maybe puts you in a bind when we talk about these updates, but you brought it upon yourself, man. Uh, because yeah, if know. you do spoil I it, Alice and I will fly to the UK and murder <laughs> you. We will murder you. <laughs> it's fine. When when you guys start speculating that magic might be Sam's Sam and Al's secret love child, and I just say, <laughs> um, you guys, uh, <laughs> it's going to be tough. But I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll try not to confirm that. Ziggy has a brother. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ziggy's brother's name? Ziggy's brother... Uh, <laughs> Ziggy's brother Lothos! Ah, oh, now we know the evil Leaper origin! Son of a... See, Matt, you ruined it again. Yeah. I know. But I, I think it's really good that um, you're saying that they were able to expand it and keep the feel 
of yeah. the original show because that's been a lot of what some of the um, fans have been really worried about online mm. is just that Quantum Leap was its own thing and it was always about the dynamic between Sam and Al and for them to bring it back to more of a project-based show, you're going to lose some of that essential Quantum Leap je ne sais quoi. But it seems to me from everything you're indicating is that, no, they still have that, but they're yeah. just improving upon it. Yeah, I, and just just as much as, yeah, if, if you were around in the 80s and you watched Star Trek because of Kirk and Spock, and that was the only reason you watched Star Trek, maybe Next Gen wouldn't be for you. But I like to think that over time, most of those people, and I think, Chris, you said you were one of those people, right? Oh, most yeah. Most of those people were, were turned around. And I think that would be the case with this, that for sure there will be some people, if, if you know, if you're watching it, or if you were watching the original series for Sam and Al, clearly without recasting, that's not going to happen now for very obvious reasons. Um, but, and, and yeah, the, the, the people that may feel that strongly about that, um, yeah, this, this show might not be for them, but it's, uh, it, it's so good and is its own thing. Um, or that's at least the, the script indicates that, you know, you never know what's going to happen with production, but I, I'm very optimistic about it. I think it's good that it's it's going to be kind of its own thing. Um, yeah. I do kind of, we brought this up before, I do worry about the amount of time spent on the leap portion and the project portion, mm-hmm. because uh, they'd indicated before that it's, it's going to be equal amounts, which I think can be a good and a bad thing, because we always talked about how it'd be cool to see more of the project stuff on the original show. Um, but if you're doing it in equal amounts every episode, again... If this is the average length of a television show, this is about 45 minutes, uh, you're only getting like 20-some minutes of a leap, which could be a yeah. bit detrimental to the story, depending on how they do it. I think the the thing is, oh, we've, we've spoken about this before, modern TV tends to be much more arc-based rather than story of the week-based. And with the old Quantum Leap format, you could only do it as an anthology. So the, the only way to get a good story arc in really, is to also have some kind of consistency in setting. Um, I think if if you went back to the original series of Quantum Leap and made a season six and tried to build an arc in just about Sam and Al, but still with them in new locations every week, it, I think it would be a struggle. Um, yeah, but... So uh, this okay. makes sense as a, as a way to achieve that arc. I'm going to sound like a bit of a negative Nancy here. Not everything needs an arc. I'm no, just, I dude, know, like know, not every like I'm just sick of everything being like <laughs> here's a big expansive arc. Like <laughs> the thing is though, I do I want continuity. That's the yeah. thing. Like shows like that, especially from that era, um things just kind of get a reset button every week because people aren't watching yeah. them and, and binging them in, in yeah. order. Um so I, I like there being continuity. Like I I like the modern aspect of things that happened in the past mean something to characters later. Yes. Um, so there's that, but as far as like, oh no, what's this big thing that's going on through the season and then all the things come together and then like there was some yeah. evil wahaha behind the scenes or whatever, <laughs> like, um, sometimes it makes things like less watchable too, mm-hmm. because like once you know how it ends, all the buildup doesn't really, yeah. it, it's yeah. not really that great in the end, but 
This is me just talking about things I don't like in modern television. This is, yeah. doesn't mean that it'll happen here. I do think the best balance is to have episodic, episodic and arc-based stories, which mm-hmm. obviously would have to be with Quantum Leap because he's always going to be leaping to right. a new time. So it could be that I'm just worrying over nothing. Well, you bring up a, a fair point, though, because a lot of the new shows that I watch, it gets tedious with the arc after a while because it seems to be all-consuming, and I mm-hmm. find myself longing for 90s television where they mm-hmm. had a perfect mix of like like arc episodes but sprinkled throughout individual episodes. Um, yeah, I think Su- Deep Space Nine did that Deep really Space well. Nine, yeah. yeah. Buffy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I And those are great be because if you don't like the arc, well you still got great episodes in between. You just have to be like, well, all right, I don't really still care great, for the great, overarching you, thing this season, but Right. And if you do like the arc, you'll always get a little bit sprinkled in at the top or the yeah. bottom of the show, hmm. even if it's just say like a one off about this character this week. Um, they still find a way to tie it in a little bit. I just hope that there's a better balance. And I just keep thinking of Disco Discovery. And I just I can't take it anymore. Uh, as much as I like the characters, I barely know them. And I'm just sick of the arc. I'm just yeah, like, Matt, can, can um, I just watch a show? <laughs> Matt, without spoiling anything, any Disco vibes? Any new Trek vibes? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. One thing I was kind of worried about, and I i mean, this is Quantum Leap, so it shouldn't be, but um, with things, with modern retellings, sometimes there can be a bit of a, like, gritty, cynical edge, which is really not Quantum Leap's bag at all. Um, so that's something I guess you worry about. Like, Disco has a little bit of that, like, we can yeah. say the F word now, and we're edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, can we not put that in Quantum Leap? Yeah. That was um, my chief concern years ago. I wrote uh, an article about how I didn't want to see a Quantum Leap reboot because it was it was at the height of the um, Battlestar Galactica reboot. And I was thinking Quantum Leap doesn't need to be edgy, gritty. Sam doesn't need to be making a choice between lesser evils yeah. every week, which is what it would have been. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I'm sure I've said this on the show before, but God damn it, if this reboot is that – <laughs> It's but from, from what Matt said, the feel seems more like the original show. Yeah, I, I would say just based on this one episode, and who knows where it might go, but just based on this one episode, uh, no, it it seems it, it doesn't seem to have that shades of grey grittiness thing going on. Um, okay. The yeah, do you, do you want to stop yourself? I'm going to stop you. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I already um, feel like we're straying yeah, a little too far. You, so. You're definitely you've got nothing to worry about in terms of that. Um, okay. Yeah. Good, good. Good, good, good. All right. So, anything else breaking? Anything happened in the last 10 minutes? <laughs> While we were talking uh, or what? <laughs> let me check, check my phone because uh, people do keep messaging me saying, hey, have you seen this? Uh, no, no one has messaged me while we've been recording. All right. Not well, less. you had also yeah. mentioned that um, you're uh, happy to see some of the new crew members. Um, you had uh, pointed out cinematographer Jimmy Lindsay. I'm not familiar with Jimmy's work. I, I must admit, I'm not either. Uh, Jimmy just got named on a clapperboard uh, or on the, on the clapperboards, and um, cinematography is also it's, it's obviously quite a um, makes quite a difference to the finished production. Uh, I'm trying to find all crew members and I'm, I'm getting all kinds of people including the the pas and uh and and that lot i I'm, I'm trying to capture everything but cinematographer i appreciate is quite a 
a big one, but I have not yet looked up Jimmy's work. So, All right. Well, I'm sure once you find examples of it, you will be keeping everybody updated on quantumleapinfo.net. Yes, of course. <sighs> I want gorgeous shots of gummy bear console. <laughs> Give me them big, bright Legos. And oh, uh, it's encouraging that this is supposed to be the it's the same project. So I know they're going to do like a bit of a facelift to it, but I'm, you know, I'm encouraged to to think that we're going to be getting some sort of rainbow blocks. There has to be. Jimmy Lindsay is the cinematographer for the frankly beautiful second season of Star Trek Picard. Oh, Oh, all right. That is looking, I mean, just based on the first two episodes, that is. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Gorgeous. Gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Oh, terrific. All right. Uh, another reason to be excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> now, all they've got to do is get that guy to do the theme tune. So look at him leap. It's no crime. No crime? Oh, my God. This has been in my head for, like, ever, like weeks, months, years. <laughs> man, oh, man. Uh. Maybe uh, we'll link to that. Maybe we'll see if we can uh, get permission to put that on our YouTube channel because you guys keep talking about it. So everybody wants to go see it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unique. I'll give it that. Yes. (laughs) Look at them leap, get leaping. Anyway, so um, if you guys don't have uh, any more of the reboot news, I have some Patreon news. Matt, is there anything that we're missing? I, I, I don't think, think we, so, we but I feel like uh, the way it's going, we're going to be recording again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm going to try to drop this in, the, in an hour after we record it, and it's just going to be out of date already. <laughs> yes. It's, it's amazing. Well, at least, what, what time is it over there at the moment, guys? They must have stopped uh, filming. It is now 5.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, hopefully they've, they've wrapped for the day. In yeah. Vancouver, it's probably about 6.30. Okay, all right. I think they're a couple hours ahead. I have no idea. So Of me, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. At um, least that's how it is where my husband is in Nova Scotia. Is Nova Scotia by Vancouver? I always thought Vancouver was on the West no, Coast. It's not in the yeah. same. It's the other side of the country. I was going to say. So it's Matt. It's probably about two thirty <laughs> in the afternoon there. <laughs> so no, there's plenty of there's plenty of room uh, for new stuff to break for this day. But uh, I don't think that we're going to be getting to it on this show. But that gives us uh, just not. more reboot specials to do. So. So yes, Patreon news, sorry, I distracted us, didn't I? No, 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 no. I just wanted to make sure I didn't want to jump the gun. I didn't want to jump the gun, but um, I'm happy to announce that we do have a new patron. Uh, Their name is Cinder Inc., also known as Dennis. Dennis joins us on the $5. Yay, Dennis uh, joins us as a $5 Leaper patron, which means that um, he is automatically a member of the QLP Book Club, and he will get his QLP Book Club bookmark, and he also gets access to our exclusive bonus content. Now, if you had been a patron for these last 10 days or so, you will have noticed that we put up an interview with Christopher Kirby, the original Magic, uh, our intrepid co-executive producer, Hayden McQueenie, caught up with him in Australia. That has been on the um, 
Patreon site for over a week now as an early access exclusive. But if you're listening to this right now, you will probably be able to find it on our YouTube site. So uh, we said that we'd be releasing it to the general public a little bit over a week after we had the exclusive. And I think today is that day. So once you're done listening to this, go over to youtube.com, search for the Quantum Leap podcast, and uh, you will see our interview with Christopher Kirby, at least the video part of it. Matt, you helped uh, Hayden produce that did you not with a slick intro and yeah just and, yeah in your in your suit jacket just like you're all <laughs> spiff yeah i was um it was daytime for me there on a work day so uh hayden caught me for a few minutes between meetings and uh it was good to, to have a catch up with hayden and have a little chat about uh how it went and then yeah pop the whole thing together uh it didn't need much much polishing it was a really good interview so um yeah well worth a watch yeah, so um, go on over to, again, YouTube.com, search for the Quantum Leap Podcast. And uh, if it's not there when you get there, um, just give it a few hours. It'll get there eventually, if not by tonight, certainly by tomorrow morning. So um happy that we were able to uh, get Chris and to talk to him. He was just such a sweet guy. And uh, Hayden did a great job. And there's more of that interview to come because we only have released a video portion of it. There's an hour more of there's an hour more of audio uh, that goes with that, and we will eventually be releasing all of it right here on the main feed of the podcast. So you have that to look forward to. So, in addition to all of that, we did get some reboot feedback. I feel like um, we've been getting a mix of comments, uh, mainly on the Facebook page, and I wanted to share a couple of them because they're indicative of um, what a lot of fans have been saying. I'll read the first one. This is from just a poster on Facebook named Kate Warburton, and uh, once she read that um, we had found out that Raymond Lee was the new lead, she left this comment. She writes, I was just thinking before I saw this news, whoever is doing this role, it just won't be the same as when it was Sam leaping. Scott Bakula brought so many special qualities to the role. It was magical to watch him getting to grips with who he'd leaped into. I'd, I want the new one to be good, but how can you hope to replicate that? Good luck to this guy. And I, what fan doesn't feel that way? The, the, mm. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I mean, I guess the, the thing is, like, whoever or whatever uh, Raymond Lee does, um, hopefully they're not trying to be Scott Bakula and be Sam. Like, they're trying to be Ben and whoever Ben yeah. is. And, and I think that's very interesting to see what someone else does in this situation. Yeah, and it, it speaks to a fear that I've seen a lot of people express that they're just going to try to replace scott's performance with this new performance mm. like somehow it supersedes what scott did and by all indications they are just doing a continuation of the universe it's not going to be anything to try to undo <laughs> the legacy that scott built that dean built it's just that this is a new time and time moves on and there are now new people involved with the project so mm. what you said alice and i hope that that they can have this character and that ray can come in and own ben and make us love Ben as much as we love Scott, but in a different way. So, um, I, yeah. but yeah. I think like it, I, I think Kate has a valid, uh, thought on it. I think a lot of people have the same thought and, um, it's, I guess that's natural because quantum leap means a lot to us yeah. and to anyone who's, uh, listening to this podcast. So, uh, yeah, but I, I think like, 
it seems to be in good hands at the moment, and I'm, yeah. I'm being optimistic about how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And um, I it's funny because we've been seeing the optimistic parts of it, and I feel like Kate's comes off as uh, like guardedly optimistic, like she wants mm. it to be good. Yeah. And yeah. then we have uh, the Grumpy Pants fans, and that was me when Star Trek Next Gen was announced. <laughs> this is not my Star Trek. This is not my Quantum Leap, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't hear. Uh, <laughs> But uh, there's uh, another poster. His name is Ben. Ben's first lines in the script. How did you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> if they started it with that song, I would be in love. I would be like, I don't care what else happens. And starring <laughs> you started is, with Talking Heads. You have right. me. <laughs> and uh, starring is Ziggy, the the voice of David Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Big suit Ziggy. <laughs> But we had another Facebook uh, poster. His name is Ben Cloade, and uh, he wrote, we will never get what we want in terms of the show restarting again. Um, bearing that in mind when watching the reboot, so hopefully I'll enjoy it rather than sitting there put, rather than sitting there pulling it apart because it's not the original. And that has been my uh, go-to attitude when I was like, so deep into all my fandoms like if anything changed that i saw as a negative thing i would like wear my sackcloth and ashes and you know <laughs> pull my hair out and it's just like i i, I really think that ben is nicely saying get over it <laughs> ben also like he has the most to lose because if it's bad the main character's named ben so <laughs> sorry ben <laughs> really reflects badly on all bens <laughs> it does it does thank god that character is not named chris <laughs> yeah so um again uh, a lot of people uh, and a lot of opinions um one thing we will not tolerate i just want to put this out there we have had to ban a lot of posters on our facebook page and um i'm just letting you all know fair warning um because there are people of different ethnicities and different genders and uh, that identify differently the haters have come out and I don't mm. mean haters like that. I mean like the hateful people have come out. And we insta-ban anybody who spews any kind of hateful comments on any of our social media. We, we, we will not tolerate it. This is not a forum for that kind of nonsense. And I know that we don't curse on this podcast, but if that's your mindset, go fuck yourself. Stop listening. <laughs> Turn off the podcast right now. I don't know how to say it any more plainly. All right? Yeah. There you go. You got yeah. your marching orders. Absolutely. So – um, sorry about that for all your version ears out there, listeners. I know that, uh, you don't usually hear that here, but that's how strongly I feel. So, and I think I speak for everybody. So completely. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, we don't want to have any of that kind of interaction. Instead, we want questions like this from our uh, Patreon supporter and good friend of the show, John Irons. Uh, John appeared in our Leap Day special, playing numerous roles in my uh, Paradox script. But I would expect John to write something like this. Not that I expect them to, but if the new series decided to have the Leaper, Ben, encounter or become any well-known people from the past 30 years, a la Dr. Ruth, Marilyn Monroe, or Lee Harvey Oswald, who would you like to see? Hmm. Any thoughts? No guys? one. <laughs> no one. Let's not go back to this. Let's not go back to the Dr. Ruth, Marilyn Monroe, Lee Harvey Oswald well. <laughs> I feel like once again, 
if the show is lucky enough to have so many seasons where they can do goofy episodes like a song and a dance Ooh. episode or a celebrity leap, yeah, and it's going to be in the 80s, um, two words, Richard Simmons. What do you think? <laughs> Richard Simmons? <laughs> what in the world? No, leap into David Byrne in the big suit. Come on, guys. <laughs> Um, you know, here's the I, thing I didn't bring up before, but it kind of relates to this. Um, one one thing also that I miss about older television and that in stories that are just so arc focused gets a bit lost. I miss when shows had room for crap. Like <laughs> you just ha- you had to do 22 episodes a season, and sometimes you don't knock it out of the park. But that I think can work out. Like I have a great time watching Blood Moon. With yeah. the vampire, that wouldn't happen on a show like this. Leave us some room to have Ben, you know, leap into a werewolf or something. Like, let's have some fun with this. I recently had a very good time watching Two Vix. Um, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it Tommy who said that the formula that you usually wind up with at the end of a season is that you have seven episodes that are great, seven episodes that are mediocre, and seven episodes that are just pure crap? Because that's just the way it shakes out. So, I, yeah, they even built it into the algorithm, I guess. But uh, even shorter episode runs don't guarantee against crap, Allison. So use that. Sure, as, but you know. I think like they have – they take more of a risk when you have so much to fill out. Like maybe it's not your first, second, or even third choice. But you're like, yeah, I guess we'll do this story. I guess this is a thing we can do. And sometimes that works out for the better too. Sometimes you can get great – character-based stuff that maybe you wouldn't have gotten before. Um, But I I just like when there's room for just more varied types of stories instead of, let's say, a 13-episode run. You're just kind of like, let's just get, like, the most epic things that we can do. And sometimes, I don't know, it's a little bit lost, some of the the smaller stories. I really hope that um, when we eventually talk to Deborah again, that we can delve into that with her a little bit more and ask her what the new writing environment is like where they break a season down to the smallest detail. Mm. Every episode is mapped out as opposed to the way it was back in the 22, 23 episode days where they might have some Mm -hmm. broad story beats that they want to cover, but the rest of it, I guess, kind of a blank slate. You're not breaking an entire season. You're just maybe breaking a, a, a couple of beats that you want to hit. So that would be an interesting conversation to have, I think. I want to see a Baywatch leap. <laughs> if you're going to be see leaping a... into the 90s, come on. It's so ubiquitous. No. Mid- Midnight Caller and Night Court leaps. Then the uh, that, that trailer <laughs> from years ago is finally canon. <laughs> I was right all these times. All this time, I was right. Hey, yeah, you just didn't know it was Ben. So. Yeah. It was Ben leaping into Sam, leaping into Harry on Night Court, right? Uh, Is that it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Matt, who would you uh, want to see besides Night Court? Is there any, like, one specific celebrity that you would uh, you would say, oh, 80s, I like the 80s? Oh. Uh. Yeah, I, I I don't know because honestly, as soon as when I saw this message, my first thought was Midnight Caller. Um, <laughs> so I haven't I haven't got beyond that yet. Okay, well, I guess that's a valid answer as well. But, yeah. uh, all right, gang. Uh, 
since I think we have pretty much wrapped up on the reboot news, that's all the feedback I had. Uh, I wanted to let everybody know that if you would like to tell us uh, who you think Ben should leap into if we're going to have a celebrity leap or anything else related to the reboot or the show in general, there are many ways that you can contact that you can contact us here on the Quantum Leap Podcast. You can reach us by phone at 707-847-6682. You can email us at quantumleappodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash quantumleappodcast. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at quantumleappod. And you can always go that extra mile like Cinder Inc. and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. Just remember, we may use your response on an upcoming episode of the quantum leap podcast and i'm just gonna tell you stay tuned for more of these <laughs> reboot episodes because they seem to be uh dropping these news uh flashes fast and furious every day and uh we're having a hard time keeping up with it which is a wonderful place to be when you're a podcaster content content con- content right so i want to personally thank matt dale Woo, matt for basically being the engine that is driving all of these specials it's thanks to you and your diligence that we're here talking about all this stuff as uh, coherently as we are so thank you very much Mr. Matthew Dale and it's uh, been so much fun just rest assured when something of note breaks Matthew will tell us and we will tell you so exciting times to be a Quantum Leap fan until the next breaking news I have been Christopher DeFilippis. I've been Alison Pregler. And I've been Matt Dale. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Quantum Leap podcast, hosted by Alison, Matt, and Chris, with voice talent and contributions from Hayden McQueenie and Zoe Dean. Visit us at quantumleappodcast.com. To support the show, please go to patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. The executive producer of the Quantum Leap podcast is Albert Burge. Christopher DeFilippis and Hayden McQueenie are the co-executive producers. Morgan Felden, Charles Allen Gossard, and Ben Kirkham are the producers. The thoughts expressed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those of the Quantum Leap podcast, its partners, or affiliates. The Quantum Leap universe and all it contains is the property of Belisarius Productions and Universal Television. The Quantum Leap podcast is not affiliated with Belisarius Productions or Universal Television, and no copyright infringement is intended. Please visit Baronspace.com for this and other amazing content. The Quantum Leap podcast is a Baron Space production. You are listening to the Quantum Leap podcast. This is episode 102, Reboot, Production Updates. Perfect. Nailed it first time. How do you do that? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>